Hey, it's Carver. Welcome back to my tech show. I've finally given this tech show a name. I'm going to call it Dorper now for my website, dorper.me, which you can actually go to to listen to previous episodes of my well, radio show on the internet, which is pretty crazy. So if you want to listen to previous episodes, all the episodes are up right now. Go to dorper.me. So let's go right into this news. First of all, we have some news from Microsoft, who has released, is going to release their new um, Surface X series and a lot of other things, like an Android phone, tablet hybrid thing, some other things. It's mostly just, but the one thing that actually stands out is that they're actually making an ARM-based Surface again, which is pretty crazy because they stopped doing that because Windows RT was an absolute failure. They're basing their new uh, laptop, they're calling it the Surface Pro X. The X stands for Extreme. I don't actually know what it stands for, but it's probably the same reason why, yeah, there's absolutely no reason they're calling it X. It just sounds more extreme. So, they're basing the CPU they're using, I guess, system on chip on the Snapdragon 8CX, which, according to um, Qualcomm, which did the measurements, it's outperforming the i5, and if you ask CPU mark, it's underperforming the i5. Uh, from an i5, I think the model they're, they're taking it is the, well, the i5-8250U, uh, which is a mobile processor, which, okay, maybe they finally got an ARM chip to perform, but I bet it's not actually going to be that good in the real world. I bet they're just doing, like, some, I know that, you know, they are running Excel and stuff, but... If you're telling me that with those lower uh, CPU mark um, scores, and now they're saying that it runs better running Office emulated on x86 on an ARM CPU, there's some uh, tomfoolery going on that we're not aware with that's bogging down um, the x86 CPU. Because there's no way you're telling me that the actual x86 CPU is performing worse than the ARM CPU, which is emulating the x86 CPU. Which, I'm thinking what they're doing, they're either going to do a JIT just-in-time compilation of the x86 uh, machine code into back into, like, ARM, assemb not assembly, ARM machine code, and they'll run it from there. Instead of doing an interpreter or something, it's going to be JIT. So once they do JIT, they'll probably, uh, it'll be linked over. So they'll have the executable itself, like the program, like Excel or something, and then the libraries, because Windows is a hybrid kernel which is not really that important to the fact you use DLLs, but, well, so the DLLs are basically libraries, and Windows has a lot of them, and they have these libraries so they don't have to rewrite code a lot. So, and they're all for, and the native, it's always native, but in fact you can keep more than one architecture on a single .exe file. So if Microsoft wanted to, they could bundle in with a copy of Notepad, um, uh, a an executable for uh, x86, x86-64, ARM, V8, ARM64, all, all that they would want. But yeah, so I'm thinking they're probably going to uh, do a just-in-time compilation, then link it, or they're going to do an actual emulation, but then whenever it calls something from a DLL, it'll get uh, moved over to a native DLL. So if it's, run if it's running Notepad, it calls, like, NT open file, it's actually not going through x86 when it, uh, the function NT open file is actually done in ARM, not x86, if that makes any sense. 
it's kind of hard to explain but so what Intel is Intel actually is trying to sue Microsoft over this um, which they're not getting anywhere because there's no real reason I'm pretty sure that the x86 patents expired well maybe if they say x64 but um, I'm pretty sure uh, QMU QEMU is definitely not paying patent royalties and uh, also has uh, an x86 emulator so I'm not sure what they're trying to do with that but yeah uh, I, I, I just can't believe that they're saying that the arm CPU can run at a higher power not higher power it's lower power but higher uh, performance than than the x86 CPU with the arm CPU emulating the x86 CPU that's just impossible it's like saying like the V programming language can compile itself faster than a C Hello World. So if you compile uh, Hello World on V, it would be faster than C. That's impossible because V compiles into C and then the C compiles into machine code. So I don't know. It's like that basically. But yeah, uh, there's also like everyone's just saying ARM is the future and stuff. But you look at like the actual um, CPUs that they're selling. Like, let's say the Snapdragon 835 uh, on the HP NV2. You compare that to all of these. I'm looking at a Cinebench score. Like, let's just take the one with the N3450 from Intel. That has, that even that has a higher performance than the 835 from uh, Qualcomm. So, yeah, basically that, um, it's just... ARM, I don't think it's going anywhere on the desktop. You're telling me, yeah, first of all, you can't run games on ARM. It's impossible. There's not a single Steam game, I'm pretty sure. I don't even think, no, Steam doesn't even support running itself on ARM. You can't run Steam on ARM. Even if you could emulate it, it wouldn't work well because you can't emulate a graphics card. Well, maybe they're going to do it over an API. So, of course, it's an API calling an API because, yeah, but if you're talking about low-level stuff, yeah, it's going to be difficult. And I'm pretty sure the entire thing would break down the second someone tries to do, uh, like, some weird function with x86, like, let's see. Oh, yeah, using a for loop to delay, because that's speed dependent. Or it's probably going to screw up every single uh, program, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of the testing programs, you have a detection for if they're being run in a VM or not. Which, see, um, that would instantly trigger it because it detects its CPU uh, ID string is um, like something like Microsoft instead of authentic AMD or genuine Intel or via 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 or um, Cyrex instead. But so that's going to probably trigger it. But I know, Qual uh, um, sorry, not Qualcomm, Cloudflare did a. a graph a performance check on comparing x86 to let's see i guess it would be well it was broadwell skywell comparing it to Falcor, which is i think an arm thing and you look at the scores for a uh, go crypto public key performance all cores operations per second and you look at the most drastic one it would have to be in ecdsa p256 signing with uh Falcor, uh which the arm one i'm pretty sure what is it falcor arm yeah i think arm is falcor uh it's actually yeah it's arm created by qualcomm for the server market 
Yeah, so that's a server class CPU. And you look at its score, it's 52,076. Wonder what the Skylake one is? It's 688,854. Uh, doing some quick math, let's just see what the scale factor of that is. Uh, 854 divided by 52,076. So that means that the uh, Skylake CPU is 13.2 times better than the ARM one. So, yeah, uh, and I'm pretty sure um, it might be power consumption, but yeah, risk is just a joke. The reason I risk really exists in the case of ARM is because Acorn, the computer that made, computer company that made it, now bankrupt. That's why it's ARM, Acorn Risk Machine. I think they changed it to Advanced Risk Machine because they didn't want to have Acorn in it. Needed a cheaper CPU. So they made ARM, or strong, well, it wasn't strong ARM. That's Intel. Intel worked on that as well. But that CPU they had, uh, they put it in their uh, RISC PCs and ran RISC OS. The joke about RISC OS, it's garbage. RISC OS is absolute garbage. It's hard to use. It's clunky. It's like nothing you've ever seen. Uh, file management's where you need three buttons on a mouse to do anything. It's basically... But the, but the memory usage is pretty good and very low. Same with the CPU. But you try to port it to anything, even the same ARM CPU, nothing works. You actually have to recompile the kernel for every single CPU you make. That means, like, uh, if you there is a different version for, like, a Raspberry Pi and then a different version for, I guess, an Orange Pi or something, which doesn't exist. Like, the version for Orange Pi does not exist. So, yeah, so... Why are they doing this? Well, probably Microsoft is doing this so they can get out of actually paying, um, for sure it's to get out of paying uh, Intel big money for probably either licensing or some sort of, well, probably the chips are cheaper as well. Uh, the power consumption is lower, which is a bonus, but basically this thing, this thing, these, these CPUs, these ARM ones, this custom Microsoft one, which is just an 8CX rebranded, it's not going to be able to run any Windows program, pretty sure, other than maybe Office. You try running Photoshop, well, it would run other ones. But if you run, like, high-performance things like Photoshop, I'm pretty sure it would not work well. Try running, like, a game, it's going to instantly die because you can't do that. It just doesn't make sense. It's already pretty bad if you try running in a normal VM on an x86 CPU with... Uh, KVM or uh, VXD or whatever hardware acceleration, but you're saying they're saying that you can run all your Windows programs. You you definitely can't. That's that's almost impossible. It's going to be more if you really want to run your software, you'd buy an x86 computer because you know it actually has support for everything that doesn't have to be emulated and has a guarantee that it would work. This is why Windows RT failed. Windows RT failed because there was no software. That would work with it. They gutted Win32. Well, they still kept it in there because their entire computer's bit, uh, operating, system, operating system is built upon Win32. There's not a, even though it's ARM, they still use Win32 API. There will not be a day, I'm pretty sure, there will never be a day when Microsoft will decide to remove Win32. Win32 is just that much of a core part of, of Windows. It just doesn't make sense to remove it. Yeah, x86 basically is going to be the standard forever, I'm pretty sure, until someone comes along and makes an ARM chip 
which is actually able to run all the stuff at a good... Uh, actually, no. I'm pretty sure what someone's going to do is they're going to embed an uh, x 6 CPU instead of an ARM CPU so it can actually run the software. That That's the most sensical thing I can see it's until they start porting everything to ARM. No one's going to port things to ARM because everything runs on x86. The only things you can really run are the stuff from the Windows Store, which is actually, I think, a big reason Microsoft is pushing for this. I've never really used the Windows Store apart from downloading Minecraft Windows 10 Edition for free. It's just useless. If I wanted it, I would just wanted a piece of software I'd Google it. And Microsoft has always had a history with just adding features. Adding features, not like useful features, but replacing old features with new features, which are basically com accomplish the same goal, but are, um, it's like PR, it's better PR. Like they replaced um, just using the GDI directly with GDI plus, plus, because it's C plus plus. And then they had WinForms, uh, WinForms. And they replaced that with uh, whatever, was it XAML or something? X. It's the one that uses XML instead. There's ActiveX, there's Visual Basic Script, there's .NET, there's .NET Core, .NET for Web, ASP, ASP.NET, all these things that accomplish pretty much the same job. And they just keep the old things in. That's why I think, apart from all those compatibility well it is it is a compatibility reason because they keep keeping all these old features in there and you're telling me that they're porting this entire thing to arm they probably done this but yeah you're telling me this is going to all work on arm it probably will but it's not going to work that well in my opinion because there's so much stuff that has to do with windows windows when it actually makes a call it goes through like a hundred different steps just to open a file and read from it and a low-power CPU is not going to work well when it's using ARM. It just, well, when it uses Windows. So that's my opinion on, like, that stuff. But, yeah, that, that's enough ARM for now. So, other news. Uh, so, uh, we're just going to keep talking about surfaces, really, today. But they actually released an Android. They're going to release an Android phone. I, I Let's see, what's the, the Surface phone? I'm not sure what it's going to be called. It's Surface Duo. It's it's not a Windows phone. It's Android. So why would Microsoft be supporting their competitor? Well, we all know that Windows uh, Windows RT and Windows Phone failed because there's no software for it because it all runs on ARM. Hmm, seems a pattern with Microsoft trying to go for ARM. Let's not forget the reason that Microsoft originally created NT apart from uh, having a deal with IBM for OS2, getting some VMS people from digital to, do, to make a better operating system. But one of the big things was... One second. One of the big things that they did this, was, did this for was because they couldn't get the monopoly for the operating system on the risk and other architectures market. So I think uh, they couldn't get Spark, they couldn't get Titanium, they couldn't get, I guess, ARM, that didn't really exist back then. They couldn't get all these other architectures, like PowerPC. They still can't, but... Well, Linux can, but... So they created NT, with the goal of everything being, like, hardware agnostic, where it doesn't really care what it's running on. 
but it ended up, well, because everyone just keeps making XC6 only, everything only runs on Windows 32, Win32. But that's the goal for NT, to be able to run everything. But it seems like Microsoft is abandoning this approach on Windows on everything, just like Canonical did with Ubuntu Mobile and just focusing on embedded stuff. Microsoft's Windows Embedded, it's, I mean, for IoT devices, yeah, no one uses it, absolutely no one. On, on point-of-sales things and, like, displays, yeah, definitely people use it, but not on embedded things. Because Windows Embedded, yeah, you told me you're supposed to be able to fit that 50-gigabyte Windows installation down into that 32-megabyte uh, hard drive on that IoT device, yeah, right, and then fit all those DLLs and programs. Yeah, it's just going to be a mess. So, back to the Surface Phone, which is the Surface Duo. It's foldable. It's like foldable. It has two screens. It's running uh, Android, of course. Google's Android. Oh, because, of course, like I talked about before. And it's like, basically, you can hold it like a laptop by putting it down and like typing on it, which must be the worst experience ever to type on a phone with a glass, like a keyboard. Sounds pretty bad, but... You can close it. It's got two screens. That's interesting. But why is Microsoft doing this? Apart from wanting to release a phone to, because they lost the phone market when they released Windows Phone. It's so they can push their software through on Google devices. Because they've released Edge uh, for both iOS and Android. The joke about Edge and uh, Chrome and all those other browsers on iOS. They're all just Safari because... Apple does not actually allow people to uh, have different browser engines running on um, their their operating system. They on iOS, they just do not allow that. So it's actually just a um, embedded uh, WebKit uh, browser inside of a skin that pretty much looks like Chrome or Edge. So they've been porting a lot of their software, Office, Edge, Cortana, over to this because they're trying to get the market from uh, Google, like being Cortana instead of Google Assistant, by releasing these things. But, yeah, this is actually a better thing than Windows Phone, which is an absolute failure, because no one wrote apps for it. I keep on saying that to the end of time. But they've also released another, like, two-screen device. I think it's like, let me look it up, uh, two screens. Two screens. So they're having, like, a. Uh, they released a special version for this, of Windows, for this, it's like the Surface Neo. I don't know why they're releasing a two-screen version of Windows apart from PR. It's Surface Neo. So, this it's they, they really want these foldable phones. I don't know why people want them. I think it's just to get on the bandwagon of people having flexible phones. It's not the same thing. Why not just... I, yeah, it makes sense because you can fold it and it takes up less space. But you have this giant gap. But black gap in the middle and two different screens which are vertical and hard to use but then again uh yeah that's pretty much what apple's and every other phone company's doing with the notch so i guess they think that customers really don't care if there's a missing part of the screen in the middle but this um surface neo it apparently will run on a different version of windows which as i said before is probably just for pr reasons Windows 10X. What does the X stand for? Probably extreme, extra, experience. What else has Microsoft made X stand for? Uh, Direct X. Uh, what does X stand for? Insert something here. Uh, Xbox, Direct Xbox, all these Xs. 
Microsoft loves the letter X. They made their buildings look like the letter X. But yeah, this this is like a foldable tablet. It's just a really big foldable tablet with a, I guess, an on-screen keyboard. So or an attachable keyboard. So basically, um, this thing's pretty cool actually. But it's probably going to cost a lot. And I know I'm being kind of like nihilistic about this uh, these new Surface products, but I really don't get why they're making a new version just to claim that it runs on Windows. A new version of Windows. In my opinion, they could have just said it runs on Windows. I remember they're trying to, they were all doing that unification thing with Windows, and now they're releasing different versions, like Windows 10 S, which is just cut down Windows 10, which I still don't get how they're expecting people to actually pay real money to update it when they could just probably do a, a registry hack and just up, uh, allow them to run 32 bit, not 32 bit, uh, Win32 programs that way. Or just copy the files over from another computer. So, yeah. They're releasing all these versions. Reminds me a lot when they... They're saying, we've unified Windows Phone. Windows IoT. Windows... Windows for my fridge. Windows on my Raspberry Pi. All into this one word. Windows. And now they're releasing Windows 10X. Which is just another version of Windows. I can't tell the difference really, except for they've kind of made the taskbar different. They centered it. But I think that's actually done in a newer version of Windows as well. So there's real no difference. It's just like a... I'm pretty sure they just added a few drivers and just called it a new thing. But yeah, I'm pretty much running out of time here. So thank you for listening to my big rant about these new surfaces and Windows. I'll probably have some more diversity next time, so thank you for listening to my show. If you didn't if you didn't catch the last episodes, you can check it out on my website, dorper.me, D-O-R-P-E-R.me, where I post the old episodes. So thank you for listening. This has been Carver Harrison. <laughs>